Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys Radical. Well, this will hopefully be episode 100, uh, maybe, because we're not quite up to 100 yet. But what we are recording tonight already before the mics went live live. Oh, God, we could we could really fill out an entire season with just these two guests that we have. Yes. In the actual studio. It's so weird to be in human space again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I got I got to hug people. Yeah. (laughs) The glass separations are nice are a nice touch, though. Yeah, not so sure about the cameras and turrets. Oh, well. What's that all know. about? I mean, we, we did just have those honest. episodes about Archie, so we all we all really like Archie here. He's listening. And we all, <laughs> just a big happy family, don't say anything bad about him. Oh, I guess. Uh, well, they're not going to see what's written on my shirt, then. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know who you're listening to, it's Glitter Boys, and we've got two special guests in, uh, Bassam and Cranny, because uh, they have a very special connection to the fandom of the property that we're going to be talking about at length today. Specifically, we are looking at the Palladium Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness role-playing game. We actually have experience with this. Uh, we, we tried doing it on uh, our show. Yeah, it was, a, it was a hell of a time making these characters and running a little one-shot. My experience, or we did a two-shot. My experience is specifically with the uh, cartoon we have a podcast True. called Turtle Power Pod that we haven't really recorded in quite a few years. <laughs> uh, but, you know. It's still up there. It's still it's there. Still, I still pay $20 a month. Yeah, he still pays, <laughs> he still pays hosting fees. Yeah. Uh, my name is Bassam, and I am one of the co-hosts. Yeah, and I'm Cranny and the other co-host. So does this mean you guys aren't eating those terrifyingly strange pizzas anymore <laughs> i still make those just in my free time because okay. you know they yeah they, that's more of a me thing yeah you okay. gotta stay up to practice just i need in case i need to back, do something you know? for right. me you know yeah. i can't do everything for for an audience covid has been very important self-care wise you know and sometimes that just means curling up with a good book having a nice little cocktail for yourself and eating a pizza with marshmallows on it you know it's just all about those little yeah. pleasures marshmallows jelly beans and tartar sauce yeah That's what right. was jelly beans are the worst on pe- oh my god roasted jelly beans are the goddamn worst yeah, out of everything we had i I can't. Ugh, I'm, I think I'm starting to like get that saliva. Like <laughs> my body's like getting ready. I to think puke. the first pizza we ever ate was pepperoni and ice cream. It was delicious. We were joyously <laughs> surprised. It's like bacon on a maple bar. It just works. It's just yeah. salty yeah. ice cream. And then it's like, oh, a golf course pizza. The fuck are you talking about? So if you, dear listener, do not know what we're talking about, uh, as a recap, these two fine hosts were, uh, they did Turtle Power Pod, which was a podcast that I listened to at length. And it's the the basic premise of it was watching through the entire Ninja Turtles cartoons, starting from episode one of the original 1980s cartoon. And what is really fascinating and, and... Listeners, you should go check this out. It is still up, right? Yes. Okay, it's still up. You can find it. 
YouTube what, and I, a podcast. No, YouTube takes a man. Lionsgate is litigious. Oh, <laughs> they, they, like, they, wow. They, they like, just copyright strike. I, like it's gone. I literally think we have like four episodes on YouTube still at this point. So you check out our four episodes on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, go back and listen to the first episode and then listen to the last episode. And what I recommend doing is doing it back and forth and back and forth that way. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Because you will be delighted by the contrast in positivity and hope <laughs> from the first episodes. I, I and, recall and, that, yeah. Like and that, that jaded insanity from the final episodes. Yeah, we made it a little bit through season five before we kind of took a hiatus. Yeah, before COVID hit. Yeah. Yeah. It, I I do want to go back to it Absolutely. one of these days. Absolutely. We need to. How yeah. much do you still have to do just using... The, the episodes. Well, there's eight. Is there eight seasons? There's eight seasons. 193 and, and episodes, I think. Four is like the monster one, right? Four is the monster we, one. We, we finished made it that through one. four. I think we got halfway through five. So I, I think I think we're probably like 75 percent. The rest of the seasons of are the all like done. ten episodes to thirteen episodes. Yeah, so maybe even closer. Hmm. hmm. How much of your? <laughs> how much of your? podcasting desire with that show was inspired by an actual love of the property versus like a random, Oh, I remember this thing. It was cool. Let's talk about it. I think our answers will vary. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, Bassam had an actual like true love for it. And we were trying to like do a project together and we had tried a few things that didn't quite work out. Um, how we wanted and I'm like oh we should just do a podcast and he was just like oh it should be about the Ninja Turtles cartoon I'm like shit I haven't <laughs> I never liked it I know <laughs> I was like <laughs> I've said in the podcast a lot I was like I, I was a Care Bear boy my sister was a Ninja Turtle gal but I was I wanted to give it like another fair shot uh, and he did <laughs> I did I <laughs> if <laughs> If I'm anything, I think I was at least I was as, I was as fair as I could possibly muster. Truly, truly, he was. He's he's doing. I was a trooper. He's he's done his best. Yeah, no, I I love the Ninja Turtles. I've always loved them and the original cartoon especially. But um, I I also have a very strong belief that that if you have watched the Ninja Turtles and you identify with one of the characters when you were young that is like basic building blocks of your personality uh <laughs> like truly i do if you say like you're uh, yeah i grew up watching the cartoon and my favorite ninja turtle is michelangelo i know everything i need to know about you <laughs> i was definitely a michelangelo boy absolutely and i know everything i need to know about i didn't you. want to admit it though i would like tell people like Oh, I'm actually a Donatello guy. See, and that's I, I was part a of being a Michelangelo now, boy. He yeah. was purple and he did have the better weapon, but he was horrible to listen to. Except in the movie, because he was voiced by Corey Feldman. That's right. <laughs> that, yeah. The movies are fantastic. The movies are a whole nother. We're not counting those. Those are gold. Yeah, a totally different level. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the role-playing game that brought mm. us here to the table today. Yes. We are specifically talking about the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles RPG. I don't know if the license has moved on to anyone else. I don't know if there's been any RPGs of it since. But this was the original by Eric Wujic, rest in peace. And it oh. was a 
very, very, very unexpected RPG for me as a kid because I was also obsessed with the cartoon. And then when I got into my tweens and I started getting into RPGs, I found a copy of the Ninja Turtles. And that's how I learned that the comic existed. Wow. Yeah, you came at it from an interesting direction. Yeah. I think it's the same for a lot of kids, though. Like, I, I didn't get the Ninja Turtle comics until I was a little older because they weren't marketed to me. You know, they and if my parents knew what was in those things when I was eight, I wouldn't have been able to <laughs> get them, you know, uh, but the cartoon was very sterile and very like accessible yeah. for, for our age. Right. Yeah. I think the comics, I first saw the comics in seventh grade, I want to say. Right. And they were, they were good at the time. Everything was, uh, was, was overblown and very clean and, you know, brightly colored. And there was this dark, almost undergroundy, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic, which was a ridiculous premise to begin with. So, yes. yeah. And then, and I think I saw the 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 role playing game, and I'm thinking, oh, that great art is there. Cowabunga! So hopefully, I will find a cowabunga to put in there as a cut sound. <laughs> we had to deal with some technical difficulties, but we're back. And Matthew's voice should probably sound a whole lot sexier. <laughs> Yeah, I think you were talking about something in middle school or high school. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's just that um, this was some of the the best art that I had seen before uh, my introduction to the rest of of uh, Palladium books. Like I, I had never, I had never played this. I still haven't played this, but I was aware of its existence, and I had flipped through it, and I loved, I loved the the Eastman and Laird art. I wish that I could find inexpensive copy of the first edition of this because the books that we have are the revised edition there i don't know what changed across the editions but one thing that i do find interesting is that it talks about the what the game is and it says uh, very early on this is a role-playing game about the comic book ninja turtles <laughs> it doesn't even really acknowledge the cartoon in this no i think by the time that they released the revised edition they had to basically come out and say look this isn't a cartoon <laughs> uh, and it is this is a much more harsh story it, it creates characters that will fight each other and their weapons will actually hurt each other right as, as opposed to the cartoon where they only ever use their weapons to just sort of like wave around dramatically or or beat up robots like gi joe it's always yeah. lasers flying everywhere but no one actually gets hit everyone has a parachute yeah there's machine guns in this guys <laughs> there's just like, seriously machine like guns. There's machine crew guns served in the machine guns there's a machine gun in the first episode and it's a laser machine gun yeah it's and rad. no one gets hit by it <laughs> true now i would like to read the very 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 first paragraph of the book because i think it speaks volumes of the people who were designing this game. That's not going to be a copyright strike, is it? Nah. Okay. okay. Uh, the concept behind that of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is novel, but not new. Over the years, there have been animal characters in virtually every comic book ever created. From Cerberus to Aardvark through the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, from Superdog through the Cat in American Flag, Bugs Bunny through Howard the Duck... There's been a fascination with animals that mimic the human form or habit. And where would Tom Terrific be without Manfred the Wonder Dog? I, I don't know. I <laughs> what think, is the Tom Terrific? Yeah, I don't exactly. know where he is with uh, the Wonder Dog. Yeah. 
This, I think, was written by boomers. Also, Superdog's name is Crypto. I mean, I'm upset. I'm upset that the, the timeline <laughs> you know works out. I'm a huge DC fan. <laughs> yeah, there are references in here that, uh, and I don't say boomers like an insult. I'm just like, there's a generational difference here. I'm looking at this. I'm in my 40s now, and I still don't know. I don't know that. I don't know what American flag is. I don't know what Tom Terrific is. So there's clearly right there in the first paragraph of this book, demonstration of who these people, of, of where they're coming from. Right. Like they wrote this book with an understanding of who these characters were. And if you don't know who these characters are, which you probably don't, you're going to look through this and your expectations are going to be, unfortunately, broken because you probably picked this game up thinking, it was about the cartoon. Right. They have to make it very clear that it's yeah. not. But anyway, it's a Palladium game. It's uh, if, if we've been talking about Palladium games for 90 something episodes now, if you're listening to this, you know what Palladium is. If you're not listening to this, I, I yep, yeah, Eric Wujic. Yeah. Eric Wujic, born yep. in 51, and he's the writer. So yep. yeah, boomer. <laughs> yep. Boomers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you don't know what Palladium games are, uh, welcome. <laughs> I think you got lost. <laughs> this is scattered as hell already, and I apologize. <laughs> you Whatever. We're doing this a little free form here. Like we we try and do in the suit. We're just excited to see each other. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Ninja Turtles, role-playing game, Palladium. Now, modern day, you would not really think of Palladium as the first game to go through for Ninja Turtles. You would probably think of something a little bit more comic book focused, like uh, Savage Worlds or whatnot. But I I beg to argue that Palladium is very comic book focused, given the origin of its creator. Yeah, and I think this game does a really good job of capturing the comic book feel, complete with comic book panels or and whole strips pages worth of stuff from the comics that themselves. is something i miss terribly about this this age of of rpgs you had in the rifter you had pages and pages of comics in all the old old hack masters you had comics that went that went through it in this you have comics i i i miss taking the the source and putting it into something silly, not just tables, not just forms, but different, different crossovers. And I really like that this has it. Palladium is so ingrained with the history of the Ninja Turtles comics that if you go back to, uh, if you go to Netflix and there is a special that they call the toys that made us. Yes. I love this. The episode on Ninja Turtles straight up Kevin Sambita's in it. He is that connected to the history of Ninja Turtles. I have a question. Yeah. uh, Maybe two. I'm not as familiar with Palladium except for the last time we were here. Why does this work with comics? We'll get to that actually. uh, Okay. Very soon. Uh, Personally, I think it's the combat system, which a lot of people today look back and think Palladium's combat system is dated. It is, but it's very heavily rooted in comic book concepts. It has a detailed martial arts system. It has rules for various martial arts strikes. So, you know, when you were kids, well, okay, let me talk about my experience. Being a kid, 
playing make-believe with my friends, playing Ninja Turtles. We would pick who we were. We would run around and we would you know, pretend to punch and pretend to kick each other. Right. We would call out those fucking kicks. We would call out the names of the punches we would do. And then, you know, if somebody was playing a bad guy and you kicked them in a certain way and they didn't fall, you'd be like, no, I just roundhoused you, motherfucker. You just, you should go down from that. <laughs> no, I had a shield. <laughs> I had a shield. My shield lightning bolt, up. lightning bolt. I just went super <laughs> saiyan, so you, you can't, I'm stronger now. And I like that Palladium does that. It brings in all of the different moves that you might expect to be in a martial arts-based role-playing game. Is there... Question two. Okay. Is there a newer system, maybe like Fate, that you think would fit better with Ninja Turtles? I like that you just answered that question right <laughs> up. <laughs> well, you know. But I'm not a professor. I only know a couple... TTRPGs like D and D is like my bread and butter. I'm not familiar with a bunch of other systems, mm-hmm. but I know that there are obviously a ton out there. I've got opinions on it. I'm curious I mean, what everybody else would think. I, I'd say anything with the MOOC system, which is once again, yeah, yeah, yeah. MOOCs, you need MOOCs. Yeah, um, you have so many foot soldiers to get through. Savage I mean. Worlds would work for it. <laughs> Just yeah, use most definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would go for myself the the role playing game Genesis which is, uh, it's not itself a game, but it's a game that you can, it is a game structure. It is the genericized version of the rules for the Fantasy Flight Star Wars game. I feel that Star Wars and the Ninja Turtles have certain cinematic themes in common with each other. Well, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, See, it's tough. It's It's tough tough to separate it. It really is. I've read like the first... Yeah. Whatever series, first three or four se- series of the com of the original comics, and yeah. they it do- it is hard to separate it, even after all that reading, because you're like you want them to be like the cartoons almost, or you want the cartoon. Yeah, uh, I guess if I had to pick, in you know, my my breadth of uh, role playing games is more limited than like NPC here, but uh, uh, I would probably say like Bessem, which is like a Big eyes, small mouth. Oh, it's I thought like, you were talking about Bassem. You were here. saying my name. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, what? Why yeah, are you saying my name? Bassem, you're here, right? You're Bassem, Bassem, you are the best role play game. <laughs> I knew it. But it's like a uh, anime centric, yeah. um, very loose. Like you can make it work for so much, and yeah, you can make some pretty big, ridiculous uh, uh, fights. So fake core is what we're saying. <laughs> You yeah. know, I'm going to bring it right back, though. I don't think there is a better one. I think this should be done in Palladium because of, of your original point. Like, it's, you know, my Iron Thunder Fist will defeat your cat stance. I mean, th- yeah. there is there is a lot of that going on in Palladium. And I can't think, I mean, there there are better systems for dealing with mass amounts of punch meat. But I don't think there's a better system for getting the getting the the my defeats your style when you bassam said big eyes small mouth Cran- right. cranny right. said see you said bassam and my brain <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bassam. when bassam said bassam you must still here already, right yeah. <laughs> i haven't been here for an hour <laughs> i'm the only one without a beard <laughs> shouldn't That's be fair. that hard <laughs> oh my god i have a story about that in a moment but hold on let me finish my point when when you said bassam it got me thinking of other games of that era that I got into for a while. And that reminded me 
in my ADHD of a thing that reminded me of a thing that reminded me of a thing that reminded me of another thing. And that led me back to the fact that there is a crossover character with the Ninja Turtles in both the cartoon and the comics, Usagi Yojimbo. Oh, hell yes. Who has three separate editions of his own role-playing game. What? What? Freak, that's right. Yeah. That seems like that would be better to use for Ninja Turtles (laughs) than this. But but each one has its pros and cons. I, I don't, I only know two of the editions. There's there's one that was made by the same people that yeah yeah I've got one of them. There's one that was made by the same people that did uh, the uh, the furry games like Jade. Uh, you have my attention. Whatever Jade uh, something Jade Claw. We can all Iron, see. We I forget know. the names of them. Myriad Song <laughs> is another one. But uh, then there's a more recent one that was made. That's more of a story game, kind of open ended. More let's make let's make a. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo feel like Avatar The Last Airbender kind of fluidity. Mm. Anyway, those could work. You need to explain who Usagi Yojimbo is then. Usagi Yojimbo is a wandering samurai rabbit. Oh, man. That's true. That's it. He nailed it. So good. Series of comics by Stan Sakai. They are amazing. And even the animated episodes uh, with Usagi Yojimbo are amazing fantastic they're they're good they're, i remember your episodes are. on them <laughs> <laughs> because we were actually like excited again the worst part about those episodes is just how contrived it is that he's there and but other than that yeah. it's great <laughs> i think right, you also I've, complained that it that he was underutilized yeah, yeah yeah absolutely like any good character i think they were trying to spin it off into its own cartoon or something Who knows? <sighs> that would have been great yeah. anyway yeah. side story here because this is what we do we do tangents when uh before we met today i was over at a friend's house and it's like oh man i'm gonna see two of my friends today i haven't actually seen them in forever and it's like you know that feeling when you see someone that you haven't seen in a long time but like their hair is totally different they have a big old fluffy beard or whatever and it takes you off guard for just a moment i was i said you know what I'm going to beat that feeling by right now. I'm imagining both of them. It's looking like Jerry Garcia. I'm just, I'm giving both of them massive old man beards. They're going to have some crazy dreadlocks in, in my, in my vision. And then when they show up, I'll be like pleasantly surprised that they don't look like Jerry Garcia. Congratulations guys. And Aww. thank you for not looking like Jerry Garcia. I've never been so that happy. Means to a lot. Like Jerry Garcia. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to get, uh, I don't want to get too much into the real world here, but if if everyone out there is not looking like Jerry Garcia, you're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> it's hard, uh, and I know the want to just it's let just yourself go into a be. Jerry Garcia. Yeah. yeah, it's easy to just devolve into a Jerry Garcia esque mess. Absolutely, especially yeah. during these troubled times. And so, if you're not Jerry Garcia right now, <laughs> really, truly, good job. Put yourself on the, the back. I'm seeing this Jerry Garcia in like. The drawstring light gray sweatpants. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's definitely part of my, yeah. my look at. Listen, that, I was, put on that jeans. was me a year and a half ago. That was me a year and a half ago. Jerry Garcia in drawstring sweatpants. Well, I swear to God, throughout this whole pandemic, I have worn more gym shorts and muscle tees than anything else. <laughs> yeah. You know what I've learned? Uh, all pants need to have elastic waistbands. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's simple. I'm not wearing a belt around the house. Are you crazy? No, I'm wearing a belt right now, and I hate it. All yeah. I'm thinking about is when can I take off this fucking belt? I can say fucking right. You yeah, may. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can Thank say you. belt right. Okay. No. Oh god. <laughs> what kind of show? God cut it out. damn it! All right, cut. <laughs> 
I, I do hope this makes it to episode 100. <laughs> it's literally your choice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a problem. I keep nodding because I'm unused to like being in a room with people. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, because we, we've been yeah. doing this remotely. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm just like, oh, right. They can't see this. <laughs> All right. Zero it helps me to be able fun. to see it, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bringing it back to the game that we're here to talk about, that we've spent maybe like 5% of the time so far talking about. This is We can get that lower. This is your standard Palladium game, and it has all the trappings of your Palladium games. It's got the eight attributes. It's got roll 3d6 down the line. It's got the D percentile skill system, 15 levels of characters. Here's what it doesn't have. It doesn't have art by a normal Palladium artist. It doesn't. It's almost all... Peter Laird. And yeah. it looks awesome. Which is sick. It's it so much of it is simply pulled right out of the comics. Yeah. There are full page comics, multiple full page comics. There are half page strips. It is it is a comic book role playing game. Yeah. So when you say yeah. that Palladium got the rights, like they got the rights. Yeah. licensed for a while. I yeah. I have no idea why this thing went away. Do you? We'll we'll get to that. Is, it, is this a Robotech moment? It, this, Please don't let it be another Robotech moment. We'll get to that. Yeah, it it's it not always. as tragic as you may think, though. Incidentally, yeah. if you guys ever wanted to do Robotech, I mean, I, so once you run out, <laughs> like I'll, I'll donate a DVD set. No, oh no! This I is, thought you I meant like to. come and talk about Robotech. I'm not oh. going to watch every episode of Robotech. <laughs> I really want to hear you guys go through Southern Cross. I only That's have all. so much life left. <laughs> I can't. I can't use that. If I if I spend that watching Robotech, it's and a then life talking, well lived. Yeah. It, well, okay. Well, that's up for interpretation. But so. Back to the role-playing game. Sorry. Uh, there's the also book? a new system in there of, of energy. Yeah, bioenergy, which is how you build your character's mutations. Yeah. What are you showing off there? Uh, I'm just, you were talking about the comic, yeah, and there's yeah. literally a four-page comic, mm-hmm. and yep. at the, the last panel has Spock, Batgirl, Darth Vader, <laughs> uh, and, and an assortment, of, and the Ninja Turtles, and an assortment of other characters. At a Halloween well, that, party. That's why it went yeah. away. Yeah. Well, the other copyright infringement. Oh, I got you. So one thing that's interesting about this game is that there are no character classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You make a mutant animal and that's it. There is a single experience table in this entire book. So if you're familiar with other Palladium games that, you know, have on the back 17 character classes, none. Just think RCC. Yep. None whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You sit down to this game and you make a mutant animal and that's it. You're going to go forth and kick some ass. Sorry to interrupt. I obviously I know what RCC is. I'm not an idiot, obviously. (laughs) But if we were if we were to break it down for the people at home, right, to make it simpler, uh, could you could you define RCC? Not for me, but for for, for, for the people at home. Like if you'd never heard of it before, I'd be happy to help them out on their hundredth episode. Pretend I don't know what it is. I know that's a stretch, but pretend there would be a a racial character class as opposed to an OCC, which is an occupational character class. Oh. Oh, cool. That's I like actually that. awesome, and I love that. Yeah. I'm going to add that into my uh, repertoire. Mm-hmm. Given the pace that we are making tonight, it will probably take us a long time to get to where I had meant to bring this topic up. <laughs> so I'm just <laughs> going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and skip right, right to the juice here. This, bringing it back to several references in our previous episodes. 
this is a complete fucking role-playing game. It is. This um, has yes. character creation. It has detailed mutation system. It has skills. It has a combat system. It has gear. It has NPCs. And it has four, if not five, complete sample adventures and multiple full-page comic strips detailing the world and getting you excited in like 60% of the pages of Chaos Earth. It's, yeah. like, it's like the <laughs> DM's guide and the player's handbook in, in one, in like half the volume. It's really a meaty book. Yeah. And Wait, when I was prepping Are we just going to ignore the turgid? It's a real turgid book. <laughs> <laughs> I ran a, uh, I ran, on our show, I ran a little uh, two shot. Yeah. Of this, and I'd never ran it before or or read it before, uh, and we made some characters, and we ran a little like fun little thing. They went to the Technodrome, yeah. you know. It was kind of you know a little mix of everything, um, and it was a blast. But some of the rules are a little um, convoluted for me, and that might be the system as Palladium because I'm not super familiar with it. It might be specifically the TMNT one. What I'm I keep bringing it back to machine guns, but really the hit or miss with machine guns thing is that a common thread? So, like the combat system, there's a note actually in the beginning of the combat system for this game without reading it outright. It basically says this is a simplified action heavy version of the combat system and mentions that you may be familiar with this if you've played our Robotech game. <sighs> But it's a little bit different. I think Heroes Unlimited was a bit more detailed on that regard. This takes it and makes it, uh, you know, comic book machine guns. Got it. Yeah. So it's very much like the action's going. Let's keep yeah. going. Let's get to the let's hear. We hear the music in the background. The heavy. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. This is very much a game that's focused on punching and kicking and stabbing. Yes. And if somebody's pulling out a machine gun in this game. They're either a bad guy in mm -hmm. which the DM is just going to randomly roll to see if you get hit by a percentage yeah. or, you know, it's a, it's a hero who's grabbed the single one shot expendable weapon, which again is just randomly roll to see if it hits before we get back to punching and kicking and stabbing. We all have that friend that is just a power gamer and just is like, I'm going to make my numbers as big as possible. That'll make it yeah. fun for everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this is a problem that we actually had back in the day. The, I've only actually played this myself like twice as a player, and I've never run it. As a player, I remember back when I lived in the East Coast, we made characters for a game and we had two sessions before everybody was doing their own thing again. Everyone got pregnant all at once. <laughs> Everyone. Is that yeah. potent? Yes. <laughs> I can Great. smell it. Potent. I mean... <laughs> Way to go, GM. You need to capitalize upon that. But we, uh, Wash I, I, remember dice. I played a mutant gorilla who was a car mechanic. That was his, he was a mechanic. He was really good at machines and also hitting people with a wrench. His name was Cletus Pyle Podanger. And he was, he was fantastic. I, I love, I love Cletus Pyle. Cletus Pyle, you don't call him Cletus, it's Cletus Pyle or just Cleet. One of the two. <laughs> Take your pick. But only one of those two. Anyway, no change in back. No change, no change in back. Once you picked one, you're locked in, my friend. <laughs> anyway, we had a lot of fun with it. And I do remember we had like someone at the table who was trying to get, get like really into the combat system. And I, I just turned to the guy. It's like, man, you're thinking too hard about it. Go forth and ninja kick the damn rabbit, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> that's it. Ninja kick the damn rabbit. That's the game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So one thing that this game does that I've not seen in any other Palladium game, any of them, is the team characters. The team characters. When you make characters and you're picking your animals, you have an option of, it's on page 11, of team characters. You can choose to roll up your characters as a team in which you follow certain guidelines, such as we are all playing the same creature from the same source. And, you know, we'll randomly roll everything else, but we're all playing, for example, four turtle ninjas who are mutated together. Yeah. If you do how old are they? For every... Between 13 and 19. Okay. For every person beyond the first, so if it's like a three-person team, all of your skills start at level three. That's awesome. Because it's signifying that you, like, have teamwork. Yep. That you, like, give each other these boosts. Yep. Just by being around each other. Like, you can read each other. Yeah, I love that. I also like that it saves the... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. I also like that it saves the... uh... I also like that it saves the. <laughs> Hold on, let's just take a take quick, five quick break, real quick. <clears throat> Hold on, pass me a beer. I also like that it gets rid of that initial. We're all sitting around the inn just before we kill rats. It's mm-hmm. the, right. it's an entrance for the whole group, and yeah. I like that a lot. Right. We're too. a team. We've trained together. We know each other's moves. We have better skills because of that. All right, go play. It seems like yeah. it could be a mechanic that's introduced into everything anyway, like any other. Uh, like RPG where it's like, Oh, you guys are together like in D and D. Well, you all have this group feet or something like that. Also, it negates the need for helping rules. Sure. Built into your character already. Yeah. You don't have to help me. You're already helping me. Yeah. Cause you're there. Yeah. I draw my strength from you, my brother. Yeah. Okay, I so bounce what we both off my, friend, my brother's we shell. Already are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's so simple. That I'm surprised they haven't done it since. Oddly enough, it's rather profound, too. What yeah. you just said about the shell bounce off. I mean, why why would you take that feat? And that would be a normal thing that you would... That would be a, a combat thing you would have to train in. Yeah. In it's, something it's, else. I like that. It's flavor to describe your bonuses. And yeah. I love that in RPGs. So getting back to what this game else does different... Um, and you probably, if you've played Heroes Unlimited, which we've talked about before, you, you might be used to the watered-down version of what Matthew had already mentioned, the bio-e, the bioenergy system, which is a pool of points that you use to purchase your character's humanness and maybe give them some psychic powers or some uh, special attacks or whatnot. So, one... It's a point by system. Palladium has never done that, except for this that I'm aware of. Two, it's got built-in psionics that you never have to spend ISP for. Animal psionics, you can just do whenever you want. You just have the power, and you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sick. It's sick. One of my characters in the two-shot, I think, was a mouse or something. I can't remember exactly, but basically like not a humanoid, just legit, just a full mouse and all the points were sunk into psionics. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Mind dangerous. Mouse. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's a road to power because the way that the bioenergy system works 
It goes basically in five point steps. And the bigger your animal is, which is like a size 20 for elephant, if you sacrifice size levels for every size level that you sacrifice, you get five points back. But of course, you know, the bigger you are, the stronger you are. So you lose some stat points. But if you want to be, you know, a size two elephant. <laughs> I was just thinking right? like a pocket elephant. Pocket elephant. That's your character. Pocket elephant. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, so then you, you could buy, you could be a size two elephant. So you spend your points to buy full human stance because you have to buy your stance. <laughs> right. Otherwise, you're an animal. And as you fry their mind, yeah. you're like, an elephant never forgets mother. <laughs> but you will. <laughs> I fucking love it. That's that's amazing. Uh, yeah. You buy your stance. You buy this, the way your hands work. You buy your speech and you buy your looks. Yeah. It's very simple, but it covers everything that you would think you might need if you're going to play a mutant animal as it, who's, who's also a ninja. And it does add like this variety where you can create just a million combinations of what you want to be even look wise um and it and it gives you functional ability um to be able to like use your hands to open yeah. doorknobs or whatever uh it also does a, a cool thing where you know in the in the comics less but in the cartoon sometimes there's just some mutants that are less humanoid than or anthropomorphic than yeah. than the turtles like the fly is like super fly. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but but the yeah, turtles are like cool. Dude. He's cool as hell. What about the 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 alligator leatherneck? Is that uh, his name? Leatherhead. Leatherhead. Yeah. He doesn't have a full stance. You know. He, he's he does. He no. Yeah. So he saved five points right there. Yeah. But he ha- <laughs> but he can shoot. He can shoot a gun. I think. And I it's got know. fully functional hands. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's fascinating because you can go through and take any character from the cartoon or the comics and apply them to the system and build them out well. Right. Yeah. And if you want to see that having already happened, you turn to the back of this complete role-playing game and see fully fleshed out (laughs) characters. You have all of the Ninja Turtles. You have Shredder. You have Baxter Stockman. You have April O'Neil. You have Splinter. You have fucking Krang. They're They're all there. Fully statted out. April O'Neil looks really weird. It's it's not the cartoon, April. No. Yeah. No. Oh, you mean she actually has agency in this? Yep. And they actually kept that Baxter's Baxter is a as a black man. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. In the comics, he's a black man. Cool. Oh, they whitewashed him. They did. It's true. You're destroying the image I have of a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon. Oh, he's not a fly so, uh, either. Get woke. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if I remember correctly, the the Baxter Stockman fly thing was added for the cartoon. Yeah. But he is a robotics master. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He builds the mousers. God. It's... Now it's sounding like the guy from Terminator. He does, he does kind of remind me from of that guy, except the he is like from Skynet, but he is actually like kind of evil. Like he oh, he makes the mousers to is it Rob Banks or something? I think I so. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Who is an evil in a capitalistic society? Right. Boom. I mean, end of show. Mike dropped. <laughs> Bam. No, I just got well, this. I'm never running for office. Yeah. yeah. Every, this is the part of the episode where we all throw our mics across the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is this? Uh, 140 different episodes we've probably done. 
there, there is no way I'm ever holding any public office ever. They won't have me for sewage commissioner after the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew there will be referencing that we did a podcast previously called Half Movie Small Game, which I think has more I than 40 know. episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, these two fine fellows also joined us on that one for yeah. our episode the about Teenage Mutant, Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie. I wonder why. <laughs> That's a good time. It's because... One, you guys like Ninja Turtles, but also you're fun to have on the microphones. Oh, thank you. Put a little bit of old granddad in us and... (laughs) (laughs) I've never started this. uh, I've become sober through the episodes, but I've never started an episode with you guys sober. Like, Mm -hmm. not completely. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to take another drink. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't really have much else to say about the game. It's, It's slim. It is one of the Palladium books where the title barely fits on the edge of it. Yeah. It's so slim that if you put it on your shelf, it's easy to look over. And it is everything that you need to run a Ninja Turtles book for forever. Not just that. There are a great number of supplements for it that are equally slim that... Just, just fantastic things. Uh, uh, transdimensional TMNT is, in my opinion, one of the greatest things Palladium has ever made. Now, that's that's the Rifts one, right? Uh, no, that's Mutants in Orbit. Mutants in okay. Orbit is the one that is a crossover with Rifts and a crossover with the Ninja Turtles source book after the bomb, which creates a separate campaign setting for your Ninja Turtles. For those at home, NPC just casually uh, gestured (laughs) in the middle of the table where these books exist. What's this one? Mutants Down Under. If you want to play Mutants in the Outback. I mean, Mutants in Avalon. Mutants in Avalon, we can do some Mutant D&D? Mutants of the Yucatan. This is just called called Game Shield. Yes. Oh, you you have the the DM screen? Yeah. I've got got everything. Yeah. Don't open that. Don't open that. Oh, God, it was DMs only. (laughs) (laughs) So I hold in my hands right now Rifter number nine, which we'll probably get to at some point later in the series. But Rifter number nine... It's where it ends for Palladium and the Ninja Turtles. Mm. Uh, they talk about why they gave up the license. In the book? Yeah. May, yeah. may I ask uh, what year uh, that came out? This is Rifter number nine, and it was first printed in January of 2000. So that's a that's a seven-year... No, that's a 17-year run. It came in 83. Wow. Yeah, so, this first yeah. one. That's 17 years. Yeah. Yeah, they basically talk about how the mass marketing of the cartoon and the Ninja Turtles inadvertently killed their role-playing game line because of expectations. Right. That it was just... People would come to it expecting something else. They got some flack from people because, you know, it wasn't the squeaky clean thing that the cartoon was and so on. And it has on it Despite the fact that the masks are the wrong color, it has some of the best art. some of oh the best God. fucking art on the cover ever. The masks are so <laughs> fucking wrong, though. They all there are their faces. They all look like they're about let's, to pop. Let's go through See those eyes. Of, let's go through. They can look, you, it's so sick looking, though. I don't know if you have a website or something, but can you put this on? Okay, first off, Raphael is the only one who's correct, and the only one who doesn't look like methed out more than normal. <laughs> Leonardo has a sword. I assume it's Leonardo, but their but their uh, bandana is purple. They look like you can see the gums on his flat mouth, teeth, mouth, and he looks like he's trying to scare something into submission. <laughs> um, 
Maybe Mike, he's just trying to like dry his gums. Maybe Donatello is wearing an orange mask and it looks like he's like constant. He's like biting his bottom lick, lip like he's intensely focusing on jamming the staff just perfectly into some creature's butt. <laughs> and then I think this is Michelangelo. Okay. Michelangelo mm-hmm. is purple, has the D on his belt. <laughs> so it's clearly Donatello. Has nunchucks though. And looks like his, what would you describe this look as? This is why you don't flush your drugs down the toilet when the cops come, because this kind of shit happens. Withdrawal is serious, guys. I don't know. I think he looks like he's in a rage, probably because his arm is being consumed by that (laughs) sarlacky tentacle thing. I think it's the opposite, Matthew. It's he didn't flush the drugs. He just ate all the, of them. The cops no, no, came no. and he took them all. No, no, no. You see, they live in the sewer, right? No. <laughs> oh. So they, they are the end of the line of the oh, drugs. Think oh, about oh, what you're oh, doing to you. the environment, people. Yes, that's true. That's why you need a Brita if you live <laughs> My, in the sewer. Michelangelo <laughs> looks like he's trying to consume his own face. Yeah. <laughs> These are the kind of people who like they're they're walking across the street muttering, so you, you know, you honk <laughs> and they turn around and they're like Bite through your hubcaps. And they pull out a gun and then they, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is, it looks to me as if they told the artist, look, we want the opposite of the cartoon. Right. <laughs> we're tired of this cartoon bullshit. Fine, use we the colors. We want people but... to know we're serious about yeah. being badass. <laughs> Do everything you can. Draw hemorrhoids on their face if you have to. <laughs> yeah. Who's the artist? It looks like something out of Spawn. I, I don't know. I, I don't know who. I don't know who let's see what it says. The cover art. Cover cover. Uh, da, 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 da. Cover painting is Simon Bisley. Oh, the Biz. Yep. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Transdimensional. Matthew is picking up the transdimensional book. That is a fucking amazing thing. You can have a time traveling van in that. <laughs> it's so awesome. It has the dinosaurs too. Yes, it does. It does. Yeah. For time travel, I prefer a phone booth. Yep. Oh, he did Lobo. Oh, cool. He did Lobo cover art. Oh, that that looks like him. Yeah. At least they didn't get Rob Liefeld. What did he do? Uh, Fucking, he's the one who was all about super big uh, roids, but like super tiny feet and tiny waists. Classic Captain America cover with like, he's like, he looks like a bodybuilder, but like weirdly contorted. Yeah. The one where basically it's a bicep holding a shield. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I felt was no. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Ninja Turtles. Any final thoughts on it before we close this episode out? Yeah, can you tell me what um, turtles are? Yeah, uh, I I can't actually. I know they're animals and they have shells and they're green. It's like a it's like yeah. a smaller land tortoise. Oh, there you go. Thank you. You're welcome. So Don't really uh, lick turtles, turtles really well. kids. Don't lick turtles. They can have salmonella very frequently. Yes. Yeah. Wash your hands after you handle a turtle. Don't pet prairie dogs. They have le- no. They have uh, the bubonic plague. Mm-hmm. Don't and eat bats. Don't pet uh, armadillos. They have leprosy. Anytime you handle an animal that you're not familiar with, you should wash your hands. Also, yeah. koalas have chlamydia. As long as we're doing this, oh list. right, that, they absolutely the do. Yeah. Like ninety yeah. percent of the population of koalas. They'll also so like, do not snuggle the koala. Tear your face off. So <laughs> with the chlamydia, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, the chlamydia is gonna get into your blood system much faster if you don't have a face than the other way you were going to get it from a koala. <laughs> well, as long as it's consensual, I really have no problem with that. Anyway, Ninja Turtles is a great product line. It's so simple. Each of the books is packed with information for its thinness. 
like I was looking at after the bomb, mm-hmm. the first edition one, and it pre- presents a setting. It presents factions. It has characters from those factions. It has rules for making characters. It has additional things you can do. And then it has six full fleshed out adventures. So like, Crazy. come on, come on. Like it's a lot of value. Is what it's a saying. lot of value. Yeah. yeah. I will say there's one small thing missing from this book that, that would keep me from saying an absolutely complete role playing game. There's not a single map. No maps. No map. Yeah, that's right. You need at least one map of possibly the sewers of New York. Right. It would be. Yeah. And that is a shame because Palladium is all about maps. They really there's are. There's a map in After the Bomb. Map of the East Coast. Uh, for, yeah. oh. I assume everyone knows, but After the Bomb is what happened when the license went away? No, no, no. So After the Bomb was initially uh, a source book for teenage mutants, mm. And you could mm. make... Mutant animals, but in a setting where there had been bombs settling off and everything was a mutant animal and there was only a small enclave of humanity and they were evil and there was, you know, which mm. is its own Sounds setting. Right. Yeah. yeah. Society. Okay. This thing was eleven ninety five. Yeah. That's, if we're talking value, that's a dollar a page. Well, <laughs> <laughs> A wow, actually, dollar yeah. a page. no, sorry, not it's a dollar. It's ten cents a page. Cents a page. Yeah. Thank you, and that's that's huge. Yeah, there's a lot packed in. Yeah, but what year did it come out? Yeah, that's true. Correct that one was what eighty six, I think. But you yeah, think about it. I mean, because the turtles exploded. Like we right. had Star Wars, GI Joe, Transformers, Gobots, Zoids, He Man, and this. If this came out after the comics, sorry, after the uh, cartoon came out, it would probably be like 30 bucks yeah well yeah. not from palladium though they don't do that oh okay yeah, yeah they've they're, never they're milked still it. fairly cheap that's good well not cheap they are still very reasonably but priced even their, even their special edition hardbacks with the the foil covers and oh, all yeah, the additional 50 stuff bucks, yeah 50 bucks wow i get yeah. that for like a paperback download of <laughs> yeah. the coast it's like four <laughs> gallons of gas these days honestly yeah i last filled my tank at 63 dollars Anyway, uh, Ninja Turtles, <laughs> great, great property, great game. Perhaps we'll be talking more about it very soon. Perhaps we'll be rolling some D20s. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we've been joined again by Bassam and Granny. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Are y'all ever going to bring it back? Yes. We uh, don't know. <laughs> the, I think we both have intentions to whether or not it happens. I don't know. Yeah. But we definitely want to. It's weird that we both want to, but it hasn't happened yet. But that's I want to as much as I don't want to. That's the weird thing about life, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, catch us online on Discord. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you've probably found us online already. And thank you. We thank I you found very your much. only fans. Yeah. Ooh. Not that hard to find. Only really. fans. Mm. It's only for fans, guys. I'm getting thoughts. I'm getting ideas. We can make this happen. Uh, we can we see know. your ideas. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. I think I could make that outfit, you know. <laughs> I bounce off his turtle shell. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. 
Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Nice. All right. What an awful closing line. I bounce off his turtle shell. No, that's, that's about part for the course. <laughs> well, there's there. Don't get the cheap Kirkland tequila. This is my robot voice. Welcome to robot time. That's pretty good. For seven dollars, you can have access to my. Robot butthole. <laughs> Power down. Samurai Pizza Cats, the RPG. Is that what we're playing? What was the adolescent radioactive kung fu hamsters? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and I'm going to set this. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was some filthy ASMR. Right oh, are we recording? <laughs> We've been recording the whole time. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Real quick tech note. I apologize if you felt I was cutting you off when I do that. Just just a note, if if we do this, it's not shut the fuck up. It's I want to go next. Finish what you're saying or whatever. Just I want to go next. Yeah, I got I got a point or whatever. Yes. I'm going to let you finish, but <laughs> after Swift. this point. Yeah. Otherwise, I would just uh cut you off. I just talk over what? you. What? <laughs> actually what uh is actually more interesting than what you were just saying? Yep. That was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but also but technically more interesting more than what interesting you were saying. Yeah. What I was. The fact that you've brought out the dice. Just in case. The dice tower really helps me uh, feel confident in the in the idea that we're going to play. And pencils and clipboards? We're we're building characters, dude. Yeah. This is a session zero now. <laughs> <laughs>